Welcome to Chosen Generation Ministries with Pastor Paul Morgan. We are a non-denominational, multicultural ministry based in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. CGM helps to develop nurturing, healthy relationships with ourselves, others, and God. We are a conversational church that engages our congregation in an active dialogue that enhances their personal walk with Jesus Christ in all aspects of life. Let's join Pastor Paul. Your blessings running after me. So before we even get started, how many of y'all are running from your blessings? Raise your hand if that's you. I appreciate your honesty. Now, since your hand is already up, just go ahead and stop running and grab the blessing. Grab the blessing. So repeat after me, the one person who raised his hand. Repeat after me, Father, in the name of Jesus, I made a decision that I'm going to stop running from your blessings. I reached up by my faith and I grabbed the blessing. I put it in my heart because that's where it's going to stay. I thank you for your anointing in my life to walk in what you just gave me. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all be seated if you can. Worship leaders, man, I, I'm, I'm telling you. Man, y'all set the mood. Y'all set the tone. Set the mood and the tone. Our hearts are open and receptive. I, I guess I'm supposed to pray, right? Father, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your son. Thank you for your power, your anointing. I thank you, Father, that we made a decision that we can live every day like it's Resurrection Sunday. We don't have to wait for one time a year because you bless us every single day. We wake up with your blessings. We go to bed with your blessings. We sleep in your blessings. And Father, we don't stand in your way. We thank you that you, we choose to receive what it is that you have to give us because you gave us your only son. Y'all hear the conversation, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit say, okay. And Jesus said, I'll go. I'll go. I'll straighten this situation out. I'll make sure that they're covered. I'll make sure that they have a pathway that they can go to, go to the Father through me. I thank you, Father, in advance for your anointing that's present today. I thank you for everybody who's watching all over the world, that they'll receive what they need, but they'll raise their hand, and they'll say, yes, I see now that Jesus is Lord. I thank you, Father, in advance. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. I only say and do the things you have me say and do. I thank you, Father, that I bind distractions and loosen your anointing to be present. That every situation that people think they find themselves in, you've been faithful. They just didn't turn to you. When you talk to them, they didn't listen, but today they're here. I call these things manifested right now in Jesus' name. We out the box. Glory to God. Glory to God. Y'all can say Amen. How y'all doing this Resurrection Sunday? How y'all doing? Yeah? How this side doing? Y'all doing good? Okay, all right. That worship boy, I'm telling you. Hey, look, let me ask y'all a question. Can I ask y'all a question? Have you ever been in a critical situation? Raise your hand if I'm talking to you. Yeah? Got a few this line because they didn't raise their hand. But anyway, we're going to pray for them. Okay? All right, Vanetta, we're going to pray for them? I mean, your boy said, your champ said, your guy said, your day one said, your dog said that they would be with you. Y'all ever heard that? They're going to be with you. They said they would always be there. 
Now, you're in serious trouble. You need their help. You need to be able to call on the, these people. They even say they're going to ride or die with you. What, what, what movie was that in? The Fast and the Fierce. Say, I'm just checking. See where y'all go to the movie. Some of y'all trying to act like they don't go to the movie. I know y'all know. What, what, what episode coming up next? Ten. See? See, those two know. But they said they'll ride or die with you. But they didn't fight for you. When you got in trouble, they ran. You, all you saw was the back of them. Y'all know what I'm talking about? They ran. But they say they would be with you always. But not only did they run, but they hid. When you was in jail, you got that one phone call. You called them. They didn't else. But if you call him, you can talk to him in your cell. But they spent time denying. When the police came over to their house, they denied it. They didn't even know you. I, I don't even know how, how you got my number. Y'all know what? People forget stuff. I don't even know how you got the, my number. Why would you come to my house? He's not my friend. Was this you? Have you ever been encountered where your people left you? I hear one person say, yeah. What were your thoughts and emotions when you realized that you were left for dead? That you was going to have to take this pain all by yourself. What were your emotions? I'm, I'm asking y'all. This is real time. Raise your hand. We, can talk, we talk to people back in here. You got to raise your hand first. Wait till the mic come. Madeline, right? That's what we got to do, right? All right. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just talking to Madeline, okay? All right? Okay, what we got over here? Uh, very scared. Very scared, very okay? Scared. And scared said what? Because, see, every emotion says something to us. What, 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 what did scared say? Brought some back to him. Uh, it, it says that I couldn't get out of that situation. Okay. And that um, I, I'm, I'm helpless. I'm helpless. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. I'm disappointed because I thought they had my back. Ooh, how many have been disappointed? Okay. All right. People over here, they're tough. They don't even raise their hand. Go, go, go ahead, Nicole. Go ahead and talk to me, Nicole. Yeah. What were your emotions? First emotion is pissed. Oh, ooh, you pissed. Okay. Okay. Appreciate your honesty. Yeah. She just went there. And, and, and pissed said what? Pitt says, I don't often trust other people so easily. Uh -huh. So the fact that I chose to trust you and okay. you let me down, okay. you out. Okay, you out. You heard it. Y'all think she's coming to visit them once she get out? Okay, okay. Y'all trying to be good about it. Okay, I got one right here. Yes, sir. I'm just saying, saying what happened. Who, who your boy is doing this time? Yes, ma'am. Revengeful. Revengeful. Uh oh, so I'm going to make sure the next time you need somebody, I'm not going to be there. Ooh. And I'm going to make you hurt more than you made me hurt. Ooh. Okay, now. Y'all see me stepping back, don't you? <laughs> yes, sir. Y'all keep an eye on that woman. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. All right. Anybody else? Yes. Can't hear you. Disloyal. Disloyal. And, and what did this say to you? Can't trust him. Can't trust him. All right. This side over here, y'all good? Okay, all right. So, so let's go ahead and pray. Let's do our opening confession. Because <laughs> we need him. Father, I choose to be open and receptive today. I humble myself, bearing my heart, my joys, and my pains. I thank you for restoring my wounded soul. I believe that I will not receive more than my humanity can bear. I ask that what is hidden in my conscious and unconscious mind, those secrets hidden from myself that block my growth and intimacy with God and others be revealed. Search me, Holy Spirit. Reveal these hidden hurts to me and show me the areas that must be addressed today. I give you permission to go to the points of inception of my hurts and hidden memories that are negatively impacting my life. 
I give you access to my heart and mind so that you may bypass any repression, denial, depression, disassociation, confusion, guilt, shame, condemnation, pride, unforgiveness, anger, fear, or lies that may be blocking my members. Override any obstacles that have hindered me or are hindering me from receiving my freedom in you. I renounce and counsel the effects of receiving any accusations and lies into my mind, body, soul, and heart that is contrary to the truth of who you say that I am. I declare that I live my life loved, cherished, and adored by you. I receive in my heart every expression of your love for me. Because you love me, I am free of all guilt, shame, and condemnation. In Jesus' name, amen. When he walks into the room, how many of y'all needed him to walk into your room? Okay. I know I needed him walking to my room, and that room is your heart. See, we got to clean things out so we can make room for him to get in our hearts. Because I'm telling you, I was a jacked up guy. Y'all better be glad y'all know me now. You know, because I could smile and kill. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Don't let, don't let the smile fool you. When Jesus came into my life, he, he took away. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. I gave him. See, see, he, he's not no, no force taker. He'll come in your heart and he'll show you the difference between how, what you look like now and what you could look like then. And then when we decide, yeah, Jesus, I want to give this to you. How, how many of us hold, always hold on to something that, that we know we need to give away? Right? I, this side smiling at me, but they ain't raising their hand. Thank you, Nicole, for raising your hand. Now, now let me see what's over on this side. So, so, as I'm talking to you today, I want you to consider that little thing you got hiding. Amen? So, it's a critical time, critical situation. I asked you guys about that. So, Jesus has been cru crucified. Because y'all know when, when they took him, his team, what did they do? They ran, but they stood at a distance. They say, well, I, I, I still want to be able to see him, but I hope they don't see me. I hope they don't pull me to the side. And who, who got upset because they kept calling them? Aren't you one of them? Peter. Aren't you one of them? No, no, no. So if you notice, it, read the thing in your own time about the crucifixion, how, how Peter answered real cool in the beginning. He answered quiet. No. Then the next time he gets a little louder. But if you read the serious translation, you realize that basically Peter screamed at them at the last time. And, and can we say cussed? Because he, he, he's looking at, he said, now, I saw what they did to Jesus. Now, if they know that I am one of them, they might do the same thing to me. But see, Peter wasn't called like Jesus was. Jesus was going to use him afterwards. But it was a critical time. Jesus was crucified. And everybody scattered to their hiding places. Because they had places that they could go. But, but when you get hurt, do you go to other people? Or do you go by yourself? Now, you got to find a crew that you can talk to. So the crew got together, and, and they say they're going to hide in the special room. But they're going to make sure the door's locked. Y'all know they probably put somebody pressed up against the door, right? But they weren't going to make sure that, that they have dead boats back there. <laughs> so they took turns. Somebody stood at the door every time. But they were afraid to be arrested for following who? But they said they, they, they would never leave him, that they would always be with him. I see what else happened. So they were discouraged. Because, see, when the leader leaves, 
the leader has trained you to walk in authority. But when you get scared, when you get discouraged, you forgot what you learned. Because you always felt like somebody else was going to do it. You always felt that you could always go back to, to that other person. I remember Michelle and I, we used to do weddings together. And, 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 and as things got popular, you know, it, it came to a place where I said, okay, Michelle, we got two weddings in one day. I said, you got to take this one. I've never seen somebody get gray so quick in my life. You know, stress to bring grayness on, right? But, but see, I did it. And she realized, wow, I, I can't do this thing. But they was upset. Their savior was gone. Their direction was gone. What are we going to do? So for three days, they hid in that room. I hope they had toiletries there. Because I'm telling you, the boys were scared to go out. They were scared to go out. They were just sitting around. But three days later, what happened on the third day? He got up. But they, they, he had told them what he was going to do. But, but, but they didn't believe it. They didn't want to hear it. How many of us don't want to hear certain things? Everybody ought to raise their hand. Even this side ought to raise their hand. You don't want to hear that. Because we became dependent on a person. But Jesus came out of the tomb. He didn't make an announcement. When all power is in his hands, in his mouth. Point to your mouth. Say, I got a lot of power in my mouth. I'm going to start using it for good. <laughs> Why would I say such a thing like that? Because if we use our mouths for evil, see, it has the same power. Our mouths, our mouth, determine what we receive. Because, see, when we say something, faith is triggered by what we say. If we say the wrong things, then the angels back off because they don't understand that language. Angels don't understand defeat. They don't understand failure. Because goodness and mercy was what God put to follow us all the days of our life. When it's time for us to shut our eyes and to go to glory, guess who takes us? Goodness and mercy. So when we say ugly stuff or special stuff, y'all know what special stuff is, right? When you hope nobody heard what you say, that's what special stuff is. <laughs> But still, third day, the disciples, they're still in this hiding place. They still got somebody by the door because they're still afraid. See, there's wisdom that is given to us about the next situation that's going to manifest. But what we got to do with the wisdom? Use it in real time. So helpless. They feel hopeless. Now, they've been behind that door for three days. No direction. I don't know what we're going to do next. I'm glad Jesus showed up because he was the one that stepped in. Because I'm telling you, other than that, it would be in trouble. But see, they were so scared that they didn't even go to the tomb. They said, we are not leaving this room. We're going to stay right here. Because if we leave, then they, they might see us and they might grab us. So here it is, Mary, a former prostitute. Say prostitute. prostitute. She has the nerve to go to the tomb. Because see, when Jesus did for her what he's doing for us, then we'll go to the extreme to make sure we stand with him. But she was like, I got to go see him. I got to make sure. So she decided she's going to go. But when she get there, what she find? He wasn't there. But at least he was brave enough to go. Are you brave enough to go? When you're in situations, are you willing to talk about him? 
what he's done for you, what he's doing for you, how he did it. I'm right here because of what he did in my life. She was, past tense, was a prostitute. But one encounter with her changed her life the same way one encounter with him will change our life. And see, guys, I need you to understand that, that that's not where you are right now is not where you finish. Where you are is right now is just where you got to. But am I lying? Because he's been talking to us. He's been telling us about next steps. But we want to try to figure out how we're going to take that next step. But if we could do that on our own, we wouldn't need him. So take the next step. So she came on in there. She, she came looking. But she finds the tomb empty. But you got angels on the inside that tells her, no, no, he's not here. He's risen. And she's trying to figure out what risen is. <laughs> she ain't never seen nobody from the dead rise. I mean, did it ever occur to you who moved the stone away? That's a big stone. It took a whole lot of guys to put the stone in place. See, God can move anything. If he can move our heart, surely he can move a stone. Because we know which one is bigger on the inside. We, we, we resist it. Why we resist God? Y'all tell me why we resist God. Why we on it? Why she in the tomb? Let, let, let's find out why we resist God. What excuse we use that we think is big enough to stop him? He's taking too long. He's taking too long. Okay. All right. What else? It's not going how I thought it was supposed Ooh, to go. Oh, it's not going the way I thought it should go. I appreciate your honesty. I know you're talking for somebody else. Thank you. <laughs> All right. What else we got? I got one in the back right here. Is he going to do it for me? Is he going to do it for me? So, so what do you think she's feeling? T tell us what you would feel when you say, will he do it for me? Uh, am I good enough? Am I good am enough? I worthy? Worthy. Anybody else want to add into that? Yes, ma'am. Sometimes we feel like it's not the answer we wanted. Oh, not the answer we want. How, how many of us feel like it? Okay. All right. This side getting more honest over here. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so let's look at John chapter 20, verse 15, New Living Translation. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus answered her. Who are you looking for? See, Jesus asks questions. He just don't jump in on stuff. Y'all understand what I'm saying? He asks questions to find out where we are, where you want to be. She thought he was the gardener. See, when that glory shows up, when his presence shows up, people don't see what they, we think they see. See, see, see when, when we are afraid to minister to somebody, we think they're going to see us as a fool. But when that glory shows up, the glory brings the presence of God. You don't even know what you're going to say. When I come up here, I know what I wrote, but I don't know what I'm going to say. Because my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. I only say and do what he had me say and do. That's what he want to do with your mouth. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Can y'all trust me for a moment? I want you, in a moment, I'm going to tell you, put your, your, your finger on your tongue. Now, I know you didn't wash your hands, right? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, did you wash your hands? Okay, all right. We, we got suspicion going on. <laughs> we, 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 we had a child here one day that the doctor said, we don't understand, but he can't talk. But I was minding my own business. See, you can mind your own business while you're ministering the word. And I said, do you mind if I lay my hands, my fingers on that tongue? And the mom said, no, I don't mind. 
The boy looked at me, and I put my finger on his tongue, and I said, I, commit, I call this tongue loose. He'll be able to speak and talk with ease. Now my boy talk all the time. <laughs> See, I couldn't make an adjustment to it. I just did what he told me to do. <laughs> Y'all know? Mom might be looking like, boy, pastor, I wish you had to just tempered it a little bit. <laughs> but I didn't hear that instruction. So she thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. So she got plans. She didn't say, we're going to go and get him. She said, I will go get him. Because, see, God can bless us to a point where we are so excited about what he blessed us with, where somebody else is still waiting on something else to come. You ain't thanking for what he gave you. See, your attitude can be jacked up. Say attitude. Man, he, he, he's done it. Mary, Jesus said. So, so Jesus said, I tell you what, I need to tell her who I am. Because see, that glory is here. And so when she goes to touch him, he said, I have not ascended to my father. So don't touch me. See, the anointing can be so strong. He just told her, don't touch me. She turned to him and cried out, Rabbi, Rabboni, which in translation Hebrew means teacher. So when God's presence show up, he can show you a different side of himself. She saw him as a helper. She saw him as one who delivered me, but she didn't see him as teacher. So when you're on the anointing of God, somebody can say something to you and change where you are. It can be the answer to your situation. But behind locked doors, we still talking about them bo the boys, the dogs, the, the guys, the chimps. The, the, the day old day ones, the guys, they still hiding behind the door. Three days. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, I, maybe I've been watching too many movies. I mean, not about Christ, but too many movies, gangster movies. That, that's why it's considered this. That, that they had somebody on guard. They had somebody watch. Navy SEALs, they say, look, you make sure you watch the door. Because they know it's just a matter of time before the, the enemies find them. The Jewish leaders are coming to get them. That's what they're feeling. They've been feeling this for three days. I wonder how many prayers they prayed while they were going through that. Because, see, when you're in trouble, you need to pray. Not only do you need to pray, but you need to believe in the prayer you prayed. Now, I don't care how many times you got to remind yourself of what you just prayed. The mind has stopped to hear what your mouth has to say. You need to say something. So we can tell they wasn't saying nothing. Amen. <laughs> they were concerned about the trouble they were in how do we follow Jesus where is he because they don't think he's coming back but he told them the same way God is telling us things that we don't want to listen to because we think we got to do something extra but it can start out by us believing what he told us so in John chapter 20 verse 19 to 22 in the New Living Translation said that Sunday evening the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. What kind of door? <laughs> because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. That door had been locked for a while. Uh-oh, I'm a metal. What you locking? What you, what you got locked up? What you got locked up that he's trying to tell you open the door? Because see, he ain't no bus in. Because he said, I stand at the, knock, the door and knock, and you can allow me to come in. I'm not going to bust my way in because I paid the price for you. I gave you a choice. You can open the door or keep it locked. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. 
Now, the door was locked, right? Do you see anywhere where it says he opened up the door? He walked on in the same way he's walking in now. But whenever Jesus shows up, when he walks into the room, I want to give you the translation of what I mean by walking into the room. I'm talking about walking into our hearts, walking into our lives. So when Jesus comes in, suddenly Jesus was standing there and he says, peace be with you. Why would he say peace be with you unless he knew how jacked up they were, how scared they were, how afraid they were? Because, you know, we're going to talk about Thomas maybe a little bit. I don't like to talk about Thomas. Because <laughs> Thomas reminds me of me. When I doubt God, when he t- tells me what's going to happen next. I-, I mean, none of y'all doubt God, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm the pastor, and I be doubting God. But, but, but I'm vulnerable enough where I can say it. See, Thomas said, unless I see scars, unless I not only didn't want to see him, but he wanted to touch him, then I won't believe. How many of us won't believe? Okay, I get, y'all ain't got to raise your hand. <laughs> but I see your face, and it's in place of your hand. Uh-oh. Y'all do know you wear your face, don't you? But he steps, when he steps into something, he brings something with him. He never shows up empty-handed. So he say, peace be with you. But you know, y'all know he still, they, they still didn't unlock that door, though, don't you? <laughs> Goes on and says, as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and in his sides. So when we try to come to him telling him that he don't know how we feel, he reminds us of the wounds that he received on our behalf. You understand what I'm saying? Now, you got a miracle working God, somebody that can say anything to anything that has to obey. But he left the scars. Because he knew that there were times when we're going to say, but you don't understand how I feel. You don't understand what I'm going through. And then he just allows us to see his hands and his wounds. Say, what, what, what do you mean by that? Again, he said, so then he visited another time. The door's still locked, though. Say, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Touch yourself, say you. you. Where is he sending you to? Where, is he try- where, he- where has he tried to send you to? To your brother, to your sister, to your job. He wants you to say something about him. Because when a person starts complaining about how rough their weekend was, he sent you to them. He sent you to that person that's mad and angry all the time. I'm going to look at the clock. I'm going to look at the exercise. (laughs) So that way nobody can say I was talking about them. Who has God been telling you to talk to? Exercise. Who? who, who, I'm I'm, I'm asking you. Y'all don't have to call the name, but raise your hand and and see whether God has been talking to you about ministering Jesus to somebody. Oh, okay. There's nobody here that he's been talking to you about ministering Jesus. Okay. All right. Okay, over on this side, appreciate the two people, three people over there. He shows up another time, same place. He says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Are you ready to be sent? Or you think you got to have other qualifications? What about his presence being one of them? What about obedience being one of them? Meaning that he might tell you somebody in the store. Might be in the store. And he tell you to say something to them. I'm telling you. So we're we looking for the audible voice. 
but we have the inner voice. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. See, when God shows up, he always brings something to release to us. Now, the thing about it, they didn't ask, well, what, 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 what you mean? They just start speaking in tongues. See, there are certain times when God blesses us with something or gives us something. We don't have to ask them anything. Just do what he tells us. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. So when you're talking to God, he's always blessing us with something. But where we miss it is we didn't, he's not blessing with what we thought we should have. Maybe the reason it didn't manifest because what we, he knew we were going to do with it. We weren't going to serve him. How many of y'all, don't raise your hand. How many of y'all know somebody remember leaving for a car, got the car? They don't come to church on Sunday, they watch the car on Sunday. <laughs> now you got all these days in the week. <laughs> you got to do it on Sunday. Where my wife and I live, in the neighborhood we live in, we, 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 <laughs> we are neighbors where everybody want to know who we are. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? They'll find a way to, to but, but every Sunday, they know where, we are the ones that they get up, get dressed, get in the car, and praying on the way. Yeah. Now, we see neighbors cutting grass. <laughs> now, you're here Saturday. <laughs> But you ain't want to cut grass on Saturday. You want to wait on Sunday. Do you understand? Where are your priorities? We, we used to growing up. I'm 63. I'm proud of it. I'm excited about it. But when I was growing up, people didn't cut grass on Sunday. They didn't cut grass. The ones that did made sure the church was over. Uh-oh. They might didn't go to church, but they made sure that church was over. Some churches was over at 2, Nicole, so they'll cut grass at 2.30. But they'll be on the mall waiting. <laughs> ain't, ain't lying. Tell me I'm lying. Nope. Yes, sir. They on, on, on the ride more. They might be outside of the church. You had uh, a yard over here and a yard over here, and they're sitting on the mall. <laughs> That's called respect. That's called honor. Where is honor now? Honor what? But see, he never changed his word. He still wants us to walk in honor and respect. I'm just talking about my father, what happened when Jesus raised from the dead. He said, did, did y'all receive the Holy Spirit? Anybody should close your eyes for a second. Anybody want to receive the Holy Spirit that don't have it? Just slip up your hand. It's perfect prayer. You don't have to figure out how to pray when you have the Holy Spirit. It's perfect prayer. Okay, everybody got it? Okay. I see one. Okay, all right. So, so repeat after me. Those who want to receive, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you promised me the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you said, all I got to do is ask for it. So, Holy Spirit, come inside me now. I receive you now. I now have the ability to speak with other tongues as your spirit gives me utterance. So I'm going to start to pray in the tongues, and I want you to try to keep up with me. You won't be able to, and your prayer language will kick in. And, and, and you guys can go ahead along with me. And I'm going to speed up. 
and allow your language to speak. Don't think about it because it's not you that's doing it. It's the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that's doing it. Amen? Amen? Amen. So guys, when, when you don't know what to do, speak in tongues. So, what kind of prayer I said was? So sometimes we don't know what to do. And what I do is I'll name something that I, I, I'm believing and I'm praying about. Amen? But it's perfect prayer. See, some people can't do it because the head get in the way. And what the head say? I want to know what I said. <laughs> but have you ever done anything that you didn't know how you did it? Everybody okay? Y'all breathing okay? <laughs> Let's see what else happened. And then, we still talking about that room. My Lord and my God, Thomas, the daughter, we, he got to see everything. So when Jesus showed him his hands and showed him his wounds, he, he, Jesus said, well, well, you know, that's, that's not enough. Because how many of y'all know Jesus read past what we got? <laughs> so Jesus knew. He said, well, you know, this guy won't be satisfied. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you Paul Moore's translation of what Jesus said. Okay? <laughs> Jesus knew. He said, Thomas, he, he, he's the type of guy who won't just be looking satisfied. He's going to have to feel. So Jesus said, go ahead, reach forth and touch me. Then he screams out, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus said to him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. But let's go ahead and add to that. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. See, we miss it sometimes because we feel like we got to see stuff. Look, Lord, you know, I know you want to bless me, but I, I, I need to see how you're going to do it. How do I know that I can trust you to do it? Because the last time I believed for something, you gave me something else. You understand what I mean by something else? Because he knew what we were going to do with, he, we, he knew what he, we were going to do with what he blessed us with. So he updated it. He tweaked it so that we could receive it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Because he knew what we were going to do with what, if he gave us what we were praying for. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Anybody did, ever did anything jacked up with what God bless you with? This side is honest enough. What, what's going on with this side? <laughs> I remember every time God gave, got Curly and I out of debt, Curly is my wife. Every time God got us out of debt, we, we, we uh -oh, found something else to do on Sunday. You know, I'm a beach guy. My wife would even go with me, although she didn't like it. She found something to stay in the room. But I, I had to be out on the beach. I like to sit and listen to the water. Anybody ever listen to the water? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so cool. <laughs> 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 but after the third time, we made a decision. When he came and saved us and got us out of debt that third time, we said, no, this time we will serve him. And, and, and take a look at what happened to him. I'm here on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, he's good. So let's see what happens. When he walks into our room, he calls us anointed. Anointed is God's blessing upon our life. Anointed is you being able to do something that before you couldn't do. But that's what he calls us. And see, y'all write this down. When God gives you a name, use it. 
Stay with it. Because whatever he calls you is going to be the area where you will be challenged in. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So everything was smooth, so you thought, before he called you in a certain area. But you're going to have to use that name. He calls us believers. Imagine that. Believers is someone who believes. <laughs> Not only believes, but acts on what they believe. They don't have to have all the information. They just take them at his word. If I can take humans at the word, how come we can't take God at his word? Humans are liars, but God said, I'm not a man that I should lie. Neither the son of man that I got to repent. So he don't have to repent for what he told us. Because he knows it's, 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 in his realm it's already done. In our realm, we got to believe enough to act on it. And don't look for the stars to line up. You take him at his word. He called us beloved. Some of us think we're not good enough, but that's not his issue. He called us beloved. That means when he thinks about us, he, he's, he's excited about it. He's excited about you waking up. He's excited about you going to sleep because he knows we need rest. How many of us get special when we, we don't have enough rest? Go ahead, Nicole. I see your hand. <laughs> what, 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 what y'all do? <laughs> I, got, I got a hand over here. On this side, what y'all do when y'all get too tired? You get a little snappy. Get a little snappy. Okay. All right. Gonna say the same thing. I get cranky. Cranky. Okay. I get. I get very, very Grinchy. Grinchy. What's Grinchy? Grinchy is like the Grinch, like ten okay. times over, okay. like okay. from that from that little animated okay. Doctor okay. Seuss okay. thing. All right. it's, it, it's bad. Okay. Y'all see his hands, right? When he said Grinchy, he he made his hands larger. Okay. I got one over here. Yes, ma'am. Um, irritated. So I I say, look, I'm going. To the bedroom. Okay. Leave okay. me alone. Okay, leave me alone. Don't follow me. Okay, but but tell me this. Tell, tell me this. How come the people won't do what you say? <laughs> if you acknowledge that you're Grinchy, you know, Grinchy, <laughs> when, when you say, look, you know, I'm, I'm a little tent. The day hadn't gone the way I planned, so I'm going to go ahead to bed. No. Won't you just, just stay with me a little while longer? No, you don't want me to stay. No. All right? <laughs> Because no matter what they say to you, you're going to get mad about it. Am I lying on anybody? When, when, when you see it happening, this is what my wife used to do to me until I got mature enough to realize it. She said, honey, won't you go on to bed? <laughs> and I said, okay, okay. And then I could go to do one more thing. She said, no, nah, won't you go on to bed, honey? So then when I found out, Holy Spirit, what's that about? She said, she's trying to protect you. <laughs> Just go to bed. I got one back here. My patience also gets like lower. Like I have like no patience. No patience. How, how many of y'all got no patience sometimes? Okay, I appreciate that. They got honest on that. Okay, all right. I got Mike coming your way. He calls us disciples. Uh-oh. A disciple is someone who follows what his master leads, has said, believes what his, his person has said. Believes what God has said. And a disciple is someone who wants to be like a like, like the person that they are with. Yes, sir. Kind of loopy and silly. Loopy and silly. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> they talking to him about that. When Jesus comes into our room, 
is faithful. See, he never comes empty-handed. He always brings something with him. So when he comes into our life, coming into our presence, he brings faithfulness. Write this down. How you do something is how you do everything. Uh Uh-oh. So someone who's not faithful in what they do, when Jesus enters, he brings with him faithfulness. So you got to work hard to not walk in faithfulness when you're in his presence. Faithfulness is where you can count on somebody to do what is considered impossible. So they may not know how to do something until Jesus walks in. We, we, we had a certain banner that we wanted to hang up today, and we uh, said, okay, when I got here, we, we, we brought it out, and then I started talking to different people, started out with Porter and said, hey, Porter, this is what we want to do, because I know Porter is a leader. And then Porter touched somebody else, and somebody else touched somebody else. All I know is it's up. See, faithfulness calls us to rest because we know it's going to be done, and they don't have to tell us how it's done. Are you faithful? Boy, it went quiet in here. I mean, I don't even hear breathing. (laughs) But when Jesus shows up, he brings faithfulness. He anoints us with faithfulness. Now, that whole crew got together, and they did what needed to be done. Y'all still didn't answer my question. Are you faithful? (laughs) Amen? Okay, okay. In the back says something. But when he shows up, he calls us friends. Now, we're talking about the God of God. And he calls us a friend. But you say that nobody likes me. But he does. You ever tried talking to him? He want to know about the little stuff. The little stuff. If I ride my bike and, and, and I've been at, at uh, 16 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden I'm going down an incline and coming up a hill, and, and I do 25 miles an hour, I, he wants to know about that. So I told him, I said, hey, hey, Jesus, guess what? I did 25 miles an hour going up that incline. He said, I know it. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all don't believe he talked to me about that thing. But he cares about the little things. What else? He, he calls it, uh-oh, this is a big word. We need to say this one out loud. Y'all ready? I am an overcomer. So when things come, what are you supposed to do with it? Yes, sir. You tell the situation. You don't know who you chose to pick on. Because I am an overcomer. Jesus already overcame you, so I'm going to put that in place of what you think you're going to do with me. Because when I play, I win. When you come to knock on my door and say I'm defeated, I have already overcome you. You don't remember Jesus? Well, he knows you. I am redeemed. Redeemed means to buy back. If anybody ever hears something repossessed, what happens is when we are redeemed, he brings it back newer than when it was when it got repossessed. He don't send back that same car. Or the same house. He sends a better one. He says we renewed. And and that renewing takes place every day. Every day we renewed. Every moment we renewed. Y'all know what renewed is, right? You you don't have to pay for that that salve. (laughs) Let me keep on going. They they, they, ain't want to mess with that. He calls us a saint. (laughs) A saint is a person that walks in a different level. He calls us sanctified. Y'all say that out loud. Sanctified. 
That means I'm not the same person I used to be. That means, y'all ready to say this? That means I'm holy. Can, can y'all say that? That means, that means I'm holy. <laughs> I'm going to meet with y'all after. <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. Can I, can I play? Can I have fun? <laughs> That's why we can't do to our body what we want to do to our body because he calls us his temple. He lives on the inside of us. That's where he lives. So guys, when you have some time, I want you to look up. When you have some time, because I know this, this church, we, we, we got people who like to read the Bible. I call things to be not as though it already was. I want you to look up Saul. And that's going to be in Acts chapter 9. Because Saul had some issues. He was the one that got the approval to be able to kill Christians. But he's on his way to Damascus. And what happens to him was suddenly a light came down. Say light. light. And that light knocked him off the horse. He said, well, I'm going to get it. God said, I'm going to get his attention. I'm going to knock him all the way off the horse. And Jesus appeared to him and asked, this is what I need you to understand. Jesus appeared to him and asked, why are you prosecuting me? So I want y'all, in a moment, I want y'all to take a breath with me. Because anybody who's coming after you has to go through him first. So I want us to stop sweating people coming against us. Because we think we got to fix it. And the big lie is we think we got to fight it. Got it? So repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I thank you. That whoever comes after me have to go through you first. Because they are not coming against me. They're coming against you. So I'm making a decision right now to take that issue and that person out of my heart. So, so grab your heart. And I'm to take it out. So I'm releasing that person to you. Because they have to go through you first. And I'm going to be obedient to you as to how and what I'm supposed to do. Oh, you told me to pray for them? I don't like that. But because I'm obedient to you, I'm going to do it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all ain't have to roll your eyes at me. I saw you. I saw you roll your eyes at me. <laughs> Bonetta. <laughs> See, we got to rest in the fact. See, we think we got to straighten it out. Let it go. Don't say ugly things about them. Like, I wish they, 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 they get in a car wreck. We ain't got to go that way. I wish they, they I want to see what happens to them. No, you don't need to see. Because God wants you to see something else. The blessings that he has for you. So Saul, he became a Christian. And he changed his name from Saul to Paul. Then you got Ruth. You, you need to read uh, Ruth number one, Ruth chapter one. Ruth was a Moabite. And she became a widow. But the thing about Ruth was she was an idol worshiper. You mean to tell me God can take somebody who worships somebody else and bring them to him? I mean, an idol worshiper. I, I, I wonder did she worship her God, 
stronger than the way we worship our God. See, see, because God said, if, if you don't worship him, he'll cause the rocks to cry out. And see, that would be an insult. I just made a decision. I'm going to make sure no rock going to cry out. Because he is my rock. So Ruth decided to leave her, her homeland. Because she started, she was the, the mother-in-law of Naomi. No, no, Naomi. Thank you guys for your help. She followed Naomi. To the point where she started to see how she responded to her God. So she said, well, you know, I'm going I'm to be, become one like you. So it ends up that she gets married to Boaz. See, she got married. But she bowed her knee to the God that Naomi worshipped. And then God opened up doors for her. She didn't have to worry about food no more. Because Ruth was pretty rich. He was a pretty rich guy. Now that teaches us that anyone can be used by God. No matter their background. So in your own time, I want you to look up uh, Rahab. That's Joshua chapter 2. She was a prostitute. But God lets us know that if you repent of your sins, she decided to serve God. Y'all know David, right? David was a player. Yes, sir. David liked killing people to get in his way. That's why how he made sure you ain't coming back to stop me. I got this woman and nobody else going to have. So look, look at 2 Samuel chapter 12. I see what happened to, to David. Amen? Anybody got any questions? But I'm telling you, this is the day. What if we could make every day like Resurrection Sunday? What, what if we could dress up, uh-oh, on the inside as well as we dress up on the outside? Huh? What, what, what if we do that? So before you leave the, your house, you're checking your heart. I'm not talking about just Sunday. I'm talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the, the, the song. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You check your heart. Stay, stay back a little later. You know, if, if you're getting ready to leave out and, and you recognize that your heart is real itchy and scratchy. Just stay back and say, okay, I, I got to get that heart right. You get your heart right by spending time with him. See, every minute of every moment, we make a decision what we want to think on. But every time we think on something that's different than what he calls us to, it will not be peace there. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Resurrection Sunday. I thank you that this is the day that you've made, and we made a decision to rejoice and be glad in it. But we also made a decision that Resurrection Sunday wouldn't be the only day we come to church. It won't be the only day that we serve you, that we read your word, we study your word, we pray. We ask for insight, revelation, and understanding that we can step in. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you in advance for everybody who's watching all over the world. And thank you for those who are here. And we thank you that we have the opportunity we don't know exactly what day it was, when it happened, but that Jesus died and rose on the third day. That he went to hell and took the keys with him when he left so that death couldn't hold us, that we could rest in his presence. When situations come, 
we can always call on his name. Because his name is above every name. That at his name, I know I say that a lot, but I want us to get to the place where his name is above every name. Every name. So while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, there are just three steps. First, A, B, and C. Accept them. Accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. B, believe that that is enough. And C, confess them. And we confess them by repeating after me, Father, in the name of Jesus. We confess Jesus is Lord. He's my Lord. That's who I call on. That's who I rest in. That's who has the keys of my life. You said in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, that I'm saved, I'm born again, I have eternal life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving me the Son, your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? So if there's anybody out there that made that confession for the first time, just slip up your hand. Okay. And I want to thank you that are watching all over the world. Just, just put it in the chat section so that we can, can contact you. But I'm telling you, you go to Chosen RVA and you look up salvation. It gives you information. I, everything else you get, you read. Uh-oh. Y'all understand what I said? We get something new, we got to read it. We, we, men don't like to read instructions. But you don't want to play around with this because it's the most important decision you made. Amen? Thank you for joining us. Please visit our website, ChosenRVA.com, and check in with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at ChosenRVA. We hope you'll join us again soon.